This is Paul. Let me just say a couple of things. This is Paul when he was struggling, actually struggling because everywhere he went, he had revival and riot at the same time. People were coming against him all the time. And it got to him. And he went to God and prayed about it. And this is what God told him. Each time he said, verse 9, he went to him three times, God told him, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. This is what God was saying. A lot of times people say that God was saying no. He was not saying no. He was giving Paul the answer. And the answer is this. Paul, I've given you grace. And my grace, what I've given you is enough not only to get you through this situation, it's enough to make you come out on top in this situation. It's called grace. And after Paul, after the third time, when he got that, something clicked in Paul. And so he said, I'm going to glory and I'm going to boast in my weakness. What is he saying? Because when I can't do it, you know, as Americans, we, we can do this thing. I mean, we can work it up. We can fix We can do it. We can do it. That, there's a ditch on one side, you know, people don't want to do anything. And there's a ditch on the other side that we don't need God. We can do it. Well, what Paul was saying, he said, you know what? When I'm weak and I know I can't do it, God, your grace in me can do it. So you need to know that. You need to believe that, that no matter how bad it is or how much you look at yourself in the mirror, and you, we need to change our identity look in the mirror. I'm not talking about the way you comb your hair, about what you think of yourself. You need to change how you think of yourself. And if you come here long enough, you will. I can guarantee you that. If you come here and stick out, you stay teachable, and I'm telling you, you, you will be different within six months to a year. I guarantee you, you'll think different in life. Everybody's been coming here six months a year. Help me, Jesus. I don't feel too much love, John. Anyway, I want to share a story with you this morning. It's in the Bible. I love this story. It's the book of Ruth. And uh, in the book of Ruth, there was a, it starts off with a couple, Elimelech and Naomi. They were in Bethlehem. There was a famine going on in Bethlehem. So they left Bethlehem. They went to Moab. Moab was a, a place where they didn't serve God, didn't know about God. But they went there and lived, and uh, all of a sudden, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, he died. They had two sons. They were kind of raised there, and after 10 years, that uh, they married two Moabite women. So they got married, had two wives, and all of a sudden, the, they died. So now Naomi doesn't have a husband. She doesn't have two sons, but she's got two daughter-in-laws, uh, Orpah and Naomi, I mean, Ruth. When I said Orpah, I, I, or, anyway. Just me, I had a short circuit up here. Orpah and Ruth were the two daughter-in-laws. And so she was going to tell them, you know what? It's better back in Bethlehem. I'm going to go back there. You two girls, you just go back home to your mama's. And uh, Orpah said, okay, she's going to do that. But Ruth sits there and goes, no. 
No, I'm clinging to you. Matter of fact, in Ruth 2, I think it's verse 2 and 2. 2 2. No, 1 16. Ruth 1 16 and 17. But Ruth said, Entreat me now to leave you or to turn back from following after you, for wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God, where you die, I will die, and there. Will I be buried? The Lord do so to me, and more so if anything but death parts you and me. Man, what a commitment. This is a Moab. This is not somebody who's raised in the Jewish religion. She wasn't raised, you know, but she was, her, she was so committed, and uh, she was sticking it out with Naomi. Well, she said, okay. So Naomi and Ruth, they head back to Bethlehem. And Naomi, you know, she, she only knew what she knew and what she thought was what a lot of people still think today, that, you know, God killed her husband, God killed her two sons, and she's just, this is just all God, you know. So she goes crying back to Bethlehem. She even, they call her, oh, that's Naomi, Naomi. She goes, no, don't call me Naomi anymore, call me Mara. And Mara in the Hebrew means bitter. That's not good. So she's... She's just saying, you know, God did all this to me and everything. But you know what? You need to... I, I, there was a time in my life when I thought God was doing all the bad stuff to me too. I'm thankful, you know. That, that's stupid, just so you know. He's a good father. He's good. You have... Listen, we have to be taught. We have to be taught that God... Put that sickness on you, that God took your child, that God killed your spouse, and that God burned your house down, and God did this. You have to be taught that. And unfortunately, it's taught around the world. And it's wrong. Well, Naomi sat there and she thought that too. But in spite of that, if you read, it's only four chapters, I think. The Ruth, the book of Ruth, you ought to read that. But you're going to find out that God, you know, God doesn't get offended if, if you sit there and go, God, I don't like you. You killed my child. You did this, and I'm ticked off at you. He, a lightning bolt's not going to come from heaven and just blow you off the face of the earth. Thank God. Population would be about 20 on the whole planet today. He's merciful. Aren't you thankful he's merciful with you and with me? When you, you could have been so against God, you could have been anti-God. He's merciful. So anyway, the story goes on that now Naomi's and Ruth are, are there in Bethlehem. And, but man, they are dirt poor. They have nothing. And so uh, she tells uh, Ruth to go and glean in the fields. And that's what poor people do when they're harvesting. They let poor people come and what drops off to the ground, they pick it up. So Ruth does that. And she believes, evidently, Naomi did teach her something about God and about the favor of God, though. We'll read in Ruth 2.2, I believe it is. Ruth 2.2, it says, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him, in whose sight I may find favor. So she's seeking for favor. Now, Ruth has a, a few things against her. Major things against her. First of all, she's a widow and a foreigner. She's a Moabite. You say, well, what's so bad about that? Well, in Israel, Moabites, they're bad news. In Deuteronomy chapter 23, 3, 
Read what it says about Moabites. And an Ammonite or a Moabite shall not enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. None of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord. Matter of fact, forever. It's bad news if you're a Moabite. And if you're a Moabite in Israel. And she was a Moabite in Israel. So this law was against, it's talking about her. And now she's poor. So she's got a lot of, and, and she has no husband to help take care of. There's a lot of strikes. In baseball, she would be out. There's three strikes against you. She's got about ten strikes going. She would be out. But here she is. She's going to go into a field and glean. And she says, let's just believe for favor. You know, if most people go, you're a Moabite. You can't have favor. What are you talking about, favor? Evidently she did. Verse 3, Ruth chapter 2, verse 3. And it happened to come to the part of the field that belonged to Boaz. Now what's so good about her finding the field of Boaz? First of all, Boaz is a rich, 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 rich man. He's rich with a capital R. That means he's got a lot of money, okay? You say, what does that mean? Capital R. He's rich. And not only is he rich, he looks when he comes and he sees Ruth gleaning in the field, picking up, he says to his workers, uh, who's that woman? Are you, did you hear about Naomi coming back? Yeah, yeah, I heard about Naomi. You heard about, you know, her daughter-in-law came with her because she wanted to help her and take care of her. Yeah, I heard about that. That's her. It's Ruth. She came to be a blessing to Naomi. Really? I tell you what I want you to do, boys, when you're harvesting, you make sure you leave a lot of grain for her to pick up. More than usual. A lot. So she goes home to Naomi and brings home a lot of stuff. And Naomi goes, where in the world did you get all this stuff? She says, I went to the field of Boaz and, man, I was just, I found favor. And she said, who? Boaz. And Naomi said, that's one of our relatives. He's, he's one of our relatives. In the Jewish culture, they call him kinsman. In other words, he has the ability to redeem things in their family. They had a piece of property. Elimelech and uh, Naomi had a piece of property there. Of course, she couldn't farm it or do anything. But uh, they had a piece of property, and that's all they had. But Boaz, so she goes back, she says, you make sure you go back to that same field tomorrow and the next day and forever. No, but anyway, she went back and she went back and she just kept getting more and more stuff. This is the goodness of God. Boaz is a type of Jesus. This is a story, this is a picture of, of Jesus and from Genesis to Revelation, you'll find Jesus in every chapter of the Bible. In the book of Ruth, Jesus is Boaz, the picture of Jesus. He is the kinsman redeemer. He, Boaz, had the ability to redeem or buy back, just like Jesus did. So anyway, even though Naomi thinks that God's not watching after her and taking care of, Boaz tells Ruth, 
Now listen, I'm going to give you extra today. She didn't just collect from what she put off the ground. He gave her six measures in some kind of big basket and he says, you take this back home to Naomi. Naomi got blessed and taken care of. Even though she didn't think that God was watching over her. I'm so thankful that God watched over me when I didn't think that He was or that I was good enough or I was forgotten by Him. You're never forgotten. Can you say amen? So anyway, she goes back home, blesses Naomi, and so Naomi goes, He's our kinsman redeemer. So this is part of our culture, Ruth, and this is what I want you to do. I believe He wants this as well. So she told Ruth to go when he goes to bed tonight while you're there working the evening, you'll see that he'll sleep someplace there on his farm. You find out where he's sleeping. You go to him and you uncover his feet. Then you lay down by his feet. It's a ceremony asking for, her, for him to redeem her, marry her. So it's okay, women, to ask a guy to marry her. I thought I'd throw that in. But anyway, it's, so she did that. So he woke up in the middle of the night, you know, and uh, there was no night light. So it startled him. He goes, who is that? He, it's Ruth. Ruth. He was shocked and amazed because evidently there was a pretty big age gap between him and her. So he sits there and he says, you could have did this with a younger man to, to be married to and you chose me. So... I put two and two together and thinking, ah, there's a pretty big age difference between these two. So anyway, he was so amazed and he says, I'll receive you. I accept you. I'll take care of this the next day. So she goes home and tells Naomi and she, Naomi tells her that he will not rest till this is solved. Sure enough, next day, buddy, he goes to an older brother who could and had first right to redeem her, to take care of all of this. And he said, uh, God's calling. Can you answer that? He sits there and goes, uh, can you, uh, would you like to redeem? You're the kinsman redeemer. You have first pick. Can you, uh, do you want to redeem this property? And this older brother goes, yeah. He says, well, just one other thing. There's something that comes with the property. Ruth, the Moabite. She was part of the family. So your rightful duty is to be the kinsman redeemer, is to raise seed up through Ruth, the Moabite. By the way, I bet you he really stretched that out, you know. She's young, she's beautiful, she's great. Yeah, she's a Moabite. So the guy goes, no, 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 I don't want any. Uh, we're good. So Boaz says, okay, he got the, all the, the city together and said, be a witness to this. And to make a long story short, uh, Boaz redeemed and became the husband of Ruth and blessed the socks off of Naomi in the process. He is the Redeemer. Listen to this story. She was not a Jew. She was not a Jew. She was not just an outsider, but according to Jewish law, she was an outcast and never to be welcomed into the Israel clan. Are you getting this? Not only is she accepted by Boaz, married, part of the family, 
Look what it says in Ruth chapter 4. Verse 16, Naomi. Oh, they have a child. Let me just tell you this. Boaz and Ruth have a child. Ruth, or Naomi now, what, she's, taking, she's grandma. Now Naomi took the child, laid him on her bosom, and became a nurse to him. Also the neighbor women, everybody around, gave him a name saying, There is a son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. So Naomi is not only provided for and taken care of, she had no grandkids, but now she has a grandchild that she's taking care of him, watching after him, and he's not just any grandchild. This grandchild is the father of Jesse, the father of David, the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ow! You mean Jesus came through a Moabite woman? Yes, he did. Now, doesn't that make your religious mind go tilt? Moabites are an outcast. It's in the Bible. God made sure that was recorded. Why would God use a Moabite? I mean, you can't use a Moabite. God, they're outcasts. They're not welcome. You can't use a Moabite. God says, not only am I going to use a Moabite, the Savior of the world is going to come through that lineage. I'm going to use her. I'm telling you, and you don't think God will use you, and you don't think God will put favor on you, you don't think God is going to take care of you, you don't think God's going to bless you, you need to read the book of Ruth one more time. You get a hold of this, there will be no devil in hell to be able to rob from you again. There will be no person on this planet to tell you anything bad and you receive it. Can you imagine the people when Boaz did all this? I mean, there's, you know how people talk. Does she not know she's a Moabite? She's a Moabite, and he just took her to be his wife. That ain't right. He's old. Maybe he doesn't see well. But you can look at her and know that she's not a Jew. She's not a Jew. He knew. Boaz. It's a picture of Jesus who's reached to the Moabites all over the world. And he says, all you have to do is come to my feet and accept me. And he says, I will never reject you. I'll accept you. I don't care what your people say that you are. I don't care what your parents have said you are. I don't care what anybody says you are. I will receive you. And you will be mine. And I will bless you coming and I'll bless you going. Whatever you set your hand to will be blessed because of me. I will put my stamp of approval on you. And you and I will be one. That's good news. So everybody say, I have the favor of God. doesn't matter what your skin color is, what your side of the tracks you were born on, what anything your background is. All you have to do is come to the feet of Jesus. He accepts you. And he will become one with you, and you will be blessed and have the favor of God from that day forward, period. It won't be based upon how good you can do. If I could just become a Jew. She didn't have that attitude. 
She just said, I'm going to go into the field. I'm just going to believe that I can have favor. I don't know, but most Moabite people would say, "What? first of all, get out of Bethlehem. They'll probably kill you before night. Get out of there. You're not, you're not welcomed in Bethlehem. Don't you know who you are? I can just hear the devil's voice in the back of my head. Don't you know who you are, Mike? You, you, you're not the most educated. You're from Kentucky. You know, Benjamin said that. You know, I'm the least of the least tribe. Benjamin is the least tribe. And not only am I part of the least tribe, we are the least of, in the Benjamin tribe. So I'm on, not on the bottom of the barrel. The barrel is on top of me. I'm the low one. And God says, yep, and I'm picking you. I'm picking you. God will pick everybody. He's picked everybody. He's just waiting for people to come to his feet and, and go, I want you. And he goes, I'll accept you. But he doesn't just accept you. He'll do great things through you that nobody thought were possible. Are you telling me yet? If he took a he picked a Moabite to bring the lineage of Jesus onto this planet. Came through David. Jesse was his granddad, then Obed was his grandfather, and that was the child of Ruth the Moabite. And an awesome story. It tells me that God's His hands not too short to reach your leg, to reach your life, to reach where you're at. You can rest assured He's reached out to you, and you can rest assured that no matter how bad you thought He may have been towards you, Ruth and Naomi were blessed, and everybody said, "That's a child of Naomi, man." I believe she had a different attitude, outlook on life after that. you think? Instead of Myra. I didn't call her Myra, by the way. Did you catch that? It said Naomi. Why? Because God didn't say, no, I didn't make life bitter for you. God doesn't make life bitter for anybody. Now, you can get in some bitter situations, but you can be like Ruth and have faith and say, I'm not staying here in this bitter situation. I'm going to believe that I have favor. I'm going to walk in favor. And when you start acting like that, all of a sudden the favor of God will show up in your life just because you believe. Not because of you doing something right or not doing something wrong. It's because you believe. All of us can believe. You can make a choice today just to believe. Well, if I could just get right, if I could just do if I could. No, that's because you, you've got to go back to the first scripture we read. Even in my weakness. Even in my weakness, I will praise you, Father, because when I am weak, I am made strong because of your grace that is upon my life. That is the scripture for Ruth. I truly believe that. She couldn't do anything. In her weakness, God says, watch how I'm going to show up. In my weakness, in Ruth's weakest moment of her weakest hour, God says, I'm going to show up, Ruth. Naomi, I know you think I'm against you, but I'm going to show up and you're going to know. Man, she held that baby on her lap and man, she was blessed. I never thought I would have a grandchild. I've got a grandchild. Not only did she have a grandchild, Jesus was going to come through that grandchild. Wow. I'll close with this scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says this, And God is able... 
to make how much grace? All grace. How much favor? Every favor. How much blessing? An earthly blessing. You know, people say, you know, God just wants to bless you spiritually. Ah, uh, earth is not heaven to me. It's a pretty good place to live, but it's not heaven. Every earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no weight or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. That is Ruth personified. God is saying, Ruth, I'll tell you what, I'm going to make you blessed. And not only am I going to make you blessed, I'm going to put my favor on you. My, the earthly blessings are going to come upon you. Ruth, you are going to be so blessed that you're going to look back and know that you couldn't do that. Ruth couldn't make that happen. And by the way, I, I meant to underline that one scripture. It says, and it happened that she ended up on Boaz's field. Happened. Oh, I just happened here. No. It was God saying, I'm going to just go, yeah, that's a good feel. That's a good one right there. I'm telling you, your 2017 is going to have a lot of just happens. I just happened to hear about that job. I just happened to meet that person. I just happened. It's just going to be, I just happened. It's going to be just a natural part of your life. But just that natural part of your life, you're going to see God show up. Let's stand.